Hello everybody, and welcome to GWiz, your family-friendly podcast where we discuss D&D Onslaught, Dice Masters, Heroclix, and the other entertaining games made by WizKids. I'm WizDad, I'm that Turbo Man doll. Don't forget to buy one of me, because you don't want to have that kind of Christmas Eve like Arnold Schwarzenegger had. Fantastic Christmas Eve movie, by the way. I will be your guide for navigating the competitive and casual scenes of the WizKids Triforce of Gaming. It's Onslaught Wednesday. Today, I'll be starting my 2023 recap of the year of Onslaught, talking about all the releases and the positives and negatives that have come from the game this year. Before that, though, as always, let's check out the WizKids Progress Report. Kowalski, Progress Report. Well, for the Progress Report, there is a couple things to talk about. First off, there's really not been much in the way of changes of the solicits. Uh, December is already halfway done. January, as I mentioned on Monday, still kind of the same. We're still expecting the two Heroclix Iconics, Sherlock Holmes and the Colossal Kong. We've got the Heroclix Cry for Blood monthly organized kit in January. Uh, we have a lot of D&D stuff coming out as well. The Critical Role, the Darrington Brigade box set, some D&D Icons of the Realms battle mats. Um, January is pretty set. Still no Cell Swords Part 2 listed in January, which for me is a little concerning. Um, to be honest, there is like, there's no Onslaught listed at, at all for the year of 2024. So I guess that makes me not as concerned. That more puts me in line of thinking they just not have done, they just haven't done solicits very well for <laughs> Onslaught for 2024. So uh, hopefully they get on that. Though overall, as a, as a year going into 2024, we've got a lot to be excited about for the Heroclix side, at least. There's still tons of Iconics coming out. You know, we've got Sherlock Holmes, Colossal Kong. Uh, we've got the February Harley Quinn Roses for Red. We have in March the Peacemaker one, uh, the On the Wings of Eagly. April is Peacemaker Project Butterfly. That's in May. Uh, wait, is there a gap there? Um, yeah, it doesn't look like... Oh, before that, in April is first appearance Wolverine. I'm sorry. May is Peacemaker Project Butterfly. June is the Wakanda Hulkbuster. And we don't have anything currently listed in July. August, once again, is the first appearance Avengers. Ninth, uh, ninth. <laughs> September is Captain America from the Ice. Also, don't forget we're getting two more Hellfire Gala Premium Collections. We're getting the Avengers version in April. I know I'm going to be after that one. And then we're getting the second X-Men version in October. So we have two Hellfire Gala Premium Collections coming out. I hope they come out with a new Powers and Abilities card. Because uh, the one that came out in the first one, let me tell you, is beautiful. The downside is, as soon as it came out, like last November-ish, we got the new rules in January. So it was like, I had a month of usability. So I'm glad I didn't buy the first one, because uh, I was waiting to see how it looked. It looked great. I was going to buy it. And then, oh well. So I'm hoping it comes with another Powers and Abilities one that's updated, because the card looked great. Um, I know if you've been playing any games like Marvel Snap, they've been doing a lot of Hellfire Gala as well. So I'm pumped to see the Avengers set, which I'm hoping has probably like Black Panther, Cap, 
the the Captain America looks great. I'm hoping they even do like Moon Knight. If you've seen the Hellfire version of Moon Knight, uh, in his like all white garb, looks fantastic. I hope they dip into that. But I could see it being Avengers. They might stick to like She-Hulk and and Captain America and whatnot. Outside of that, um, you know there is August Superman up up and away. I forgot to mention that. So there is the August version of that. Um, actually, there's two in August. There's first appearance Avengers and Superman up up and away. I wonder if first appearance Avengers should have been in July because uh, they've been pretty consistent of doing an Iconics every single month outside of December because Kong got delayed. So uh, I'm wondering if one of those was supposed to be in July. Outside of that, we did get some rulings. I know this is all Heroclix related. Uh, unfortunately, Onslaught purposes, and I guess I'll save the rulings for Heroclix later uh, on Friday's episode, but as far as Onslaught goes, um, you should probably be wrapping up at this point your Ancient Construct event. I know that there's, um, we still haven't run ours because the holidays have been kind of busy, but if you started when you got it, you're probably through the three weeks, the or four or five weeks that the event is. So hopefully some of you are going home with that sweet, sweet Akanke Artificer. Well, I think that's it for the progress report. Let's just go ahead and hop in and let's just talk about 2023 and Onslaught. Get your gear, little man. We're going fishing. And I mean now. So before I kick off this... 2023 recap i just want to remind everyone that obviously this is just from my own perspective i generally have a warm and um optimistic viewpoint of how things typically are with games and whatnot uh you could tell that by some of the talk i have with dice masters and i know i've been kind of negative on dice masters so that means things aren't looking great right now but i'm still pleasantly optimistic so um, keep in mind my view is my own personal view obviously um, but it, I'm basically going to recap go over the kind of how things played out in 2023 and talk about how I felt about it how I feel about going forward that's kind of the goal of this whole recap um, typically what I do for like hero clicks I'll go set by set and basically say and eh, what was kind of the what, did this set win? Did this set lose? Was it a good set, a bad set? You know, what came out of it? Onslaught is a little different because one, it's not a collectible game. It isn't, there's no blind boosters. And knock on wood, hopefully there never will be. Um, I do like the fact that you can just go buy what you want and it's a set price. But um, it's also unusual to talk about because this is effectively the first year of Onslaught. Onslaught, if you remember... Um, previewed last year in 2022, maybe even before that, but I know I got the demo of it, uh, the demo set from Gen Con 2022. I played in the Learn to Play, uh, had a great time at the time. I, I don't know what I was getting into. It was more of, oh, I like D&D. I play D&D. Uh, sure, I'll play a, a game made by Wizkids, a company I enjoy. I love Heroclix. I'll play it. It seemed neat. Um, at the time, I um, played the Learn to Play. It was entertaining. 
Um, they had pumped up Onslaught so much in their slides at the fan appreciation event at Gen Con and at Worlds. They emphasized, you know, it was a new game coming out. So as they do, they kind of just promoted the heck out of it. And it led to some worry, I would say, in the Heroclix community because of how much they were talking about Onslaught and how little they were talking about the future of Heroclix. Now, obviously, as 2023 has ended, Heroclix fans should be perfectly fine uh, because, needless to say, it was not... Um, it was not doomed as they thought it would be. Heroclix has been perfectly fine. And we'll talk more about that on Friday. But Onslaught, on the other hand, um, you know, it would be rude of me to not admit the, the slow start that Onslaught got. Now, so Onslaught, uh, let me check. I believe it effectively came out in January. It was like the official release. Uh, let me let me double check that. Um, yeah, the core set came out January 18th. Along with the core set came the Launch OP kit. Now, the core set comes with, obviously, the Zenterum and the Harpers, the, the main versions of those. And um, remember, the core set is basic and came at a very high price point, you know, 140, 150 MSRP. Which we find out now is a perfectly reasonable one if you look at Sh uh, Shatterpoint and some of these other box sets. Um, you know, it's a reasonable start. Like, a, a reasonable core set. The problem with the start was that to really get people to buy in your game, that price point was too high. Like, it would have been fine if it was a, like a premium core set. Uh, basically, you had a version that maybe didn't have... All the minis in there or used uh, plastic stand-ins you know what I'm talking about like the the acrylics acrylics uh, tokens or something instead uh, a cheaper price point and then have the premium edition kind of like they do with trials of tempest uh, that probably would have been a smarter entry point um, during my interviews with Alex Davey they alluded to that a little bit about like they went you know, obviously a lower price point is something they're aiming for. Uh, they've talked about before of potentially looking into a uh, cheaper starter set. But that's the future. 2023 started. They came out with the core set and then the Launch OP kit. Now, the Launch OP kit was interesting. It came out with basically, if I remember correctly, like a foiled card of a mimic and then like a little mimic figure. Um, that was an interesting OP kit. I don't know if it was something that really drew people to the store, but when a game's previewing, obviously it has to have enough to get people to want to buy in. And not just people, the store. Because people aren't going to buy into a product if they can't see it at a store most of the time. If the store doesn't buy in, then a majority of the time your local store doesn't buy in, then most of the time people aren't going to get into the game. Now, I didn't see any of the like youtube reviews or anything like that i know a lot of youtubers and uh different board game reviewers got a hold of the game and i think um let me see what does bgg say about onslaught currently 7.6 
Like that's that's actually surprising. That's really good. Um, I mentioned it on Monday. Like seven seven and above to me for BGG is a good review. Considering Onslaught, the core game is basic, intentionally basic. A seven point six is great in my books. I think that's fantastic. So. That came out in January. You got the launch OP kit. Cool. Um, I know my local never got it um, because, you know, uh, I won't get too much into the WizKids marketing. Um, they have slides and whatnot, and then they use the game, what is it, Game Trade Magazine or something like that. But um, outside of that, it's... I don't know if they intended it to be as, as slow growing as it is, but that's okay, right? They're, that wasn't the end. That was just January. February, they came out with the Red Wizards and the Many Arrows faction packs in the near the end of February. So at that point, at the end of February, we had five factions, oh, sorry, four factions, um, not expanded, just kind of the original six figures. And that gave you somewhat options. Now, if I were to talk about a recap of 2023 and like the, the factions as a whole, I think Zenterum Harper's perfectly fine. Uh, I think they were great factions to start out with. I think they're reasonably balanced. Zenterum does certain things better than Harper's. Harper's do certain things better than Zenterum. Uh, Red Wizards, I think are perfectly fine as well. I think the faction pack without the additional figures was a little weaker. Uh, it wasn't until the expansion came out that I feel like Red Wizards finally reached the top. When you got figures like um, uh, Jelana or Staghar, those additional figures that gave you more flexibility. as Because the, the faction pack of Red Wizards had a lot of summoning and, and they were missing certain things. Certain healing that Staghar could bring or, or something like that. So... Red Wizards were fine. Now, obviously, I have not been kind to the Many Arrows. Many Arrows still need some help. Uh, it is a fine faction, but it, if the bar was set at Many Arrows, it would be perfectly fine. But the bar set for competitive or factions is set at Zenterum and Harpers, well, then I feel like Many Arrows fails. It does just doesn't have the flexibility that those other ones do. Um, I'm hoping that fixes itself down the road maybe they release more of these factions but as of now i still think many arrows is a little bit weaker not much still completely playable but if you're looking for competitive like you're going to a competitive event of onslaught i mean you could probably still do well with many arrows but your options aren't as great you're probably dipping into more cell swords speaking of cell swords our next release of Onslaught came out in April, April 12th, and that was the Onslaught expansion Cell Swords 1. Cell Swords, fantastic. It was able to give you four good figures that could kind of sprinkle into the uh, the main four factions. It was great. I don't think there was really a bad one out of the bunch. I like all four. I've even warmed up on Molly Fairhill um, because of her, the way she could remove conditions, which conditions can be crazy so i love molly now then we saw in 
May, the first store support kit, the Loot Goblin and the Drum. And I think this was well-intended, but potentially like a little bit of a uh, stumbling, if you will. Uh, just because I don't know if it was desirable enough. Obviously, at this point in the game's life, it has only really existed. It, it had existed for multiple years at this point, like, de design-wise. But it had only been in the public for about four months at this point. I love the fact that they came out with another OP kit. Those type of things, OP kits is what drives people to stores, drives to play these events. Ancient Construct is how it needs to be going forward. You go to these events and you leave with an Ancient Construct. The problem with this OP kit, the store support kit, was that Loot Goblins, eh, okay, that's fine. Drom itself, best sculpt, it's the Broken Bottle Drom, super great, but one, it was for a cell sword, which you don't necessarily own, and it was just kind of a different painted mini. It wasn't unique. It was just a different painted mini for a sellsword. Um, it didn't come with the die, uh, the uh, the dial, which may could have changed some things, right? Like if you were able to get a drawm outside of the expansion, uh, kind of like what they're doing now with sellswords, right? With the ancient construct, you get a conke, but in the expansion sellswords two, well, a conke is in that as well. In the event you don't win the ancient construct op event, so. I think they've learned from that, learned from this OP kit they released in May, that, okay, Loot Goblins and Drom and the Foil cards, those are nice to start with, but those aren't desirable. If we're playing a competitive game, sure, the Drom thing is desirable, but not enough to be an OP kit store support. Like, not enough to get people interested to, like, hey, let's start playing Onslaught and let's get this Tortle. So I think the OP kit store support, while good intentions i think it missed and i think it in tandem with the high price point of the core set is why in my opinion onslaught stumbled out of the gate a bit in 2023 but we're only at the halfway point now two weeks later may 17th ish you know we had a couple more releases we had the harper's expansion and the zentarium expansion both fantastic expansions I'm glad they expanded both. Getting a 10 figure, 10 figures available for each faction is smart. I hope they expand it further because there's some more avenues they could go down. But great. Both expansions, fantastic. The Harper expansion, I think, is a must. Uh, the Zentarium expansion, I don't know if I actually own that one. Um, I might. I'll have to look. Um, I, I don't honestly remember. But the, the Harper's one, fantastic because you got Ire. You've got Eileen, who is probably one of my favorites, and Nerith. So it, it's it's a great, great expansion. Exactly what the game needed. We, you got the core set. Okay, you like Harpers. Here's an expansion, four more characters. The price point was fine, in my opinion. Four characters for that price point. Remember, it's not a blind booster. You know what you're getting. I think that's a fine price point. Uh, what, $49? Maybe even che I think it was cheaper for the expansions. I think the the faction packs were MSRP like fifty or sixty, and then the faction pack the expansions were cheaper. But either way, fantastic. May twenty fourth is when we got the fundamentals kit, and I think 
to me, this was another fumbling point, but it was like a, oh snap, like a recollection of fixing a previous mistake. The fundamental kit, for those that don't know, Harper's versus Interim, is effectively the same thing as the core set, but it doesn't have any miniatures or dice. So, it was sent out basically as a, a lower price point, but basically if you already had a bunch of minis, here's a way to play the game. I don't know if it was marketed well. I didn't know this existed at this point. Um, I found it randomly at one of my locals who had bought some Onslaught stuff. I saw the fundamental kit, and this was like a month or so after I bought the core set. And I looked at it and I said, well, I wish this... I, I knew this existed because it's $80 as opposed to the 100 and whatnot for the, the main set. I wish I knew this had existed because I have a lot of minis. So I would have used those in lieu of the other ones. Now I'm fine with getting the core set. I got it cheaper on a sale and whatnot, but it was... I don't know if... It wasn't really advertised. Now WizKids... This is me being critical. Uh, their advertising isn't the best. Their marketing isn't the best, but I know they have great people that do marketing there. Um, they're kind of just hands tied a little bit on what they're capable of doing. They are a small team. Um, I don't even know if they technically have a marketing team. Um, they have people who do a little bit of everything. And the ones who do marketing are great, great people. They do their best. They do good, good work. It's just they have limited resources. And so I think the fundamentals kit was them attempting to fix the stumbling at the beginning of the year for Onslaught. And unfortunately, not a lot was said about it. And it was kind of just like, oh, here's an option if you want it. And even then, it wasn't a great option, right? It's, it's the game without miniatures and dice. I still think they could have done something like cheaper, like acrylic or unpainted, met somewhere in the middle. But, uh, hey, it exists and it's out there, right? That's perfectly fine. And it also, it, it probably should have existed in January. Let's be real about that. It should have been, come out with the core set. Here's the core set, what we're calling the premium version, and then here's Onslaught, the fundamentals. And they should have both been out the door in January, and allowed someone to go in and say, oh, Onslaught, I've played it at Gen Con, I've seen videos on it, I have minis, let me just get the fundamentals kit. Or, I looked at the minis in the premium kit and I decided, eh, I don't like some of these, I'll get something else. Now, I don't, you know, the core set, once again, I'll explain, fantastic value. You're get Those minis you're getting are great, because it's not just the figures, or the, sorry, the characters, you get the Young Black Dragon, you get the Etten, you get a bunch of gnolls. Like, it's good value. Um, it's just hard buy-in. Going into June, we get our first scenario kit. Now, me personally, I don't know how I feel about the scenario kits. The scenario kits don't come with any minis, which I do think is bad. Um, 
if I were trying to introduce a, a fun scenario kit like this, I understand there's things in place where they can't market certain minis they already produce. Like, they can't just join them together. But if the scenario kit is about the benefactor, the benefactor being also the, um, you, you know, the, the big, the big bad, then it probably should have come with some version of the big bad, right? Like, it, it should have had that version. Even if it had other monsters in it that you had to bring stuff from the core set, it should have had a beholder. Plain and simple. It should it should have had one in there. I would have absolutely accepted a large token that looked like a beholder. I don't know if they're hesitant to use tokens, but give me a small little stand and a, a, a pop-out token that shows a scary beholder on it. And if that raises the price five bucks, that's okay. I got this scenario that has the big bad in it. Now, it mentions any required monsters for this on the Wizkids page. Beholder, a, a boulette, an ogre, two bugbears, and three kobolds. Those are the miniatures you have. And then they recommend some of their other products that, have, that has those in there. That's fine. The, the boulette, the ogre, the two bugbears, the three kobolds. Most of those I can get out of the core set, right? Like the bugbears, I can sub the gnolls and it'll kind of look okay. The ogre, I think we have one. The Etten or whatever could be sub for the ogre. The boulette, yeah, I'll come up with some with, with, for the boulette. But it's the beholder, right? The scenario kit needs to come with the big bad, the boss, in some form or fashion. Now, I did like the cheap price point of the scenario kit i did like that it isn't just a scenario kit that doesn't add anything to the game right there are, if they had done a scenario kit where it's just hey here's some six scenarios you could play through this does not impact the main game at all i don't know if it would have been a good thing i think you want all your players to be buying into all this and playing the scenarios i like the fact that there are objects equipment items whatever treasure in it that is useful in the main game. I think that's great. It makes the set a must-buy because they're they're very good. We've gone through it a few weeks ago. Low price point. But if they had made it $30 and included like a, a decent looking token for the beholder that could go on a little stand. Because the box can fit a stand. Like you could probably fit one in there. I, I think it would have it, it, it to me it would have been better. And I hope going forward they realize that. I think they've picked up on that a little bit. Talking with players and whatnot. Um, you know, the Scenario Kit is a super cool concept. It's something that should continue. I love the concept of it. But if you have a Big Bad in it, Big Bad just needs to be in there. I can sub other things, but if I'm supposed to be fighting a Beholder, well, I need to be looking at a Beholder, not a young Black Dragon or something, right? That's going to take away a little bit from the ambiance. I've digressed a little bit. <laughs> uh, now we're going to the second half of the year. Beginning of July, we had the expansion for Many Arrows and Red Wizards. Perf, once again, I mentioned Red Wizard expansion is great. Added Stagcar, added um, 
the uh, the bard added a few other pieces. Fantastic, great. Many arrows. Um, I haven't played many arrows enough to be to tell you if the expansion was significant. I know it helped a lot, but I don't. It what still wasn't enough to put many arrows. Like it's a, many arrows is still one B as opposed to tier one. If you really want to make a tier. After that, we did not see any more releases because that put us into con season. That put us into very close to Gen Con and, and Heroclix Worlds. And um, I guess I should talk about that, right? So at Gen Con, which was kind of wasn't, I don't believe it was the first Onslaught event. I believe there was another one uh, that had a, a, a big event to it, but it was definitely the biggest one I, I've seen. It was handled at Gen Con, not by WizKids, but by um, the... I'm blanking on the name. I, I'll come up with it in a second. But handled by a different group in their D&D section. Um, I think that was fine and good. Like, uh, I guess that's fine. Um, I don't know. I, I think the problem that they ran into at... Gen Con is that Onslaught really stumbled out of the gate. And so because they stumbled out of the gate, especially competitive-wise, there just wasn't many players. Now, it was the first one. It was the first major, major event. Um, so, you know, that's, that, that's okay. Right? Like, that's okay that there weren't a ton of players there. But you know what it's uh baldman games sorry i've been looking for it. baldman games is the one who ran it they run a ton of DD events and it was all in the hotel attached to gen con not in the main section i wonder if that was like there was plenty of room to play so that's a good thing um i wonder if that's the best way to do it going forward whether there wasn't enough visibility Either way, I had a great time at Gen Con. Remember, I did, um, I did the, I did Onslaught, I did Hero Clicks, and I did Dice Masters, and that was probably a mistake because <laughs> I didn't get to play enough Onslaught um, because I wanted to participate in Dice Master Worlds, which I had a great time. But um, I wish I had played more in the Onslaught finale, right? Finals since I qualified. But overall, I, I feel like Gen Con was fine. I, I know some people were disappointed. Uh, I know this was kind of the first wake-up call for... I, I would say, like, Heroclix players. When they... You know, I, I mentioned the year before the concerns of, oh, Ons you know, all of WizKids is going to be more focused on Onslaught, and they're going to neglect Heroclix. Well, seeing how many people showed up for Nationals at Gen Con for Heroclix compared to nationals at gen con for onslaught i think a lot of those fears were uh eliminated <laughs> um now i'm not surprised by the turnout once again for onslaught at gen con was it a little disappointing sure but it's a game that hasn't had any major events leading up to it. now there may have been one convention i'm not thinking of uh whether it's like a you know a, a gary con or um some of these other smaller cons but it's one where 
the onslaught competitive scene hadn't been built up enough to lead itself to having a large playgroup at Gen Con. And that did transfer over to Worlds. Now, Worlds in September, I loved Worlds. Worlds was fantastic. Excellently run. Thank you, uh, Nick Yu and Alex Davey and, and Mitch. Thank you guys for running a great, great event there. It's... Um, Turnout was about the same as Gen Con, maybe a little bit more. Uh, there was some hiccups in the organization of it. Specifically, like, I remember going into Worlds thinking, okay, there's the main event, but there's, like, no side events happening uh, until Saturday. And that's because it was listed, hey, we're doing these cool Paddle Royales the, the, on the... Uh, on the Frogmire maps, we're doing these battle royales, but they were only listed on Saturday. So my thought was, why on earth are they only doing it on Saturday? That's nuts. But okay, maybe they only had like one onslaught guy there. <laughs> um, come to find out, that was just a mistake. They were doing battle royales the whole weekend, and if I'd known that, I would have played in some earlier. I just and, and I learned about it, but I had already made plans. But Either way, a little bit of a hiccup there. Now, I will say, I, I felt like Saturday into Sunday, after a lot of the big Hero Clicks events had happened, I saw a decent amount of people hopping in into some of those Battle Royales for, for Onslaught, especially when the prizing for Hero Clicks Battle Royales kind of ran out a little bit. Uh, I saw a lot of people walking over and trying it out, so um, I'm hoping that brings more people to the game. Uh, it is a fantastic game. I love Onslaught. Like, I think mechanics-wise, it is a very structurally sound game. So, the other downside was coming out of Gen Con and coming out of Worlds, the fan appreciation events was all hero clicks. There was one slide, I believe, at Gen Con that talked about the Frogmire Coven expansion, but that was it. There was, like, nothing else. And it felt odd. It felt weird. Having a fan appreciation for the past few years that talked about Dice Masters and the year before Onslaught and, and all of this the board games and stuff, to have a couple fan appreciations that was just Heroclix felt bad, felt weird to me. Now, I know they had a bunch of Iconics to talk about and stuff like that. That's fine. Um, I'm hoping communication works a little better going forward with Onslaught. Uh, I know I've seen plenty of posts about Onslaught stuff. The whole, when the Ancient Construct OP kit came out in October, I know they did a very good job of, like, presenting each version of the Construct, like, either every day or every week, something like that. I thought that was cool. When Frogmire Coven came out, they, they did stuff for that. They even showed, uh, there was the last major event for Onslaught was at Pax Unplugged, and they showed pictures of the winner there, too. So that's great. Like, they're doing better at advertising and showing the game and overall if i were to like wrap all of 2023 up i would say that onslaught absolutely stumbled out of the gate not as like fundamentally as a game the game perfectly sound every single release that they've done i think is from a game plays perspective perfectly fine many arrows is maybe like the only iffy thing but they're they're fine as a game uh, as a faction perfectly fine i think the stumbling out point was 
not a lower price point at the beginning to get people into this game. And then on top of that, there weren't things in place outside of Gen Con, Wizard, Wiz Worlds, and uh, Packs Unplugged. There wasn't anything to really bridge those tournaments and start creating a competitive scene. I anticipate that was their plan, right? If a game launches that year, think of Lorcana, for example. While a lot of people, like it's a significantly hyped up game, there have been some major tournaments that have been hosted from people that aren't Ravensburger. But, coming in 2024, that's because they said they aren't running events right now. Once things have settled down, I think in 2024, that's when they're going to start running official events. So my hopes going into 2024 is that similar things happen with Onslaught, where there is more drive of, hey guys, here's our plan for 2024. Here are the four major conventions we're going to throughout the year. Here's our major WizKids planned events. So you know going forward, these are the main ones you want to, you know, pencil in to your calendar to make plans for. And then, once we know those dates, we as a community start building up and building our own events to get people in. And I think part of the problem is the player base is still relatively small, still growing. And hopefully we'll grow more once we hopefully get a new starter set that's lower price point, more pieces to be added. So that way, like, for example, I would love to host a onslaught tournament i live in the southeast and my concern is is i don't know who else around here plays onslaught i know there's a player base in the st louis area i know there's a player base up in uh like pennsylvania ish but i don't know where everyone else is i don't think there's anybody really else in uh the my local area but so that that's why I'm a little hesitant to be like, oh yeah, let me just run a tournament here in the southeast. I'm not sure anybody would would come, and that's probably why there hasn't been a lot of tournaments thus far. So I think ending 2023, onslaught is on a high note because Ancient Construct showed the I hadn't really talked about it yet, but you know the Ancient Construct OP kit storyline OP. And the Frogmire Coven rounded out the year, and they really showed where the future is going with Onslaught. Frogmire added a lot of depth and um, unique scenarios that showed, hey, the core set that you've been playing with is literally the core set. It's the basic of the basics, because it had to be. Now we're starting to show where this game can start to shine by these unique not really pvp but pve type scenarios that's especially true in like the ancient construct here's some unique figures that you can only get in these storyline op events that will be available for store the stores to purchase you know it's not like it's a one-time thing in in november like your store could keep purchasing it for a while until they run out but i think it's heading in the right direction we, get, we know there's a new Sword Faction Pack 2 or Expansion 2 or whatever it is coming out. That's great. And we've heard rumors of this starter set. 
we could probably anticipate there's, you know, the benefactor is scenario kit one. I assume we'll get a scenario kit two at some point. So 2024, things are looking good going into 2024. The only downside is we just really have no idea what's coming. <laughs> they might should do a better job of getting uh, Onslaught on solicits, considering we know a lot of hero clicks that are coming out until the end of, you know, until the middle of the year. We know a lot of D&D stuff that's coming to the middle of the year. But that's the one faction expansion set we know is coming in January isn't even solicits yet. And that's a little funny. So that's going to do it for this episode. I just wanted to talk about Onslaught in a 2023 sense. Um, next week, I don't entirely know what I'm going to talk about yet. We've got two more weeks of the year. So I might do kind of a tier list or a breakdown of the figures. Kind of go more into gameplay of 2023 and break down, hey, what what do I think are the top pieces that came out of this year? Which I guess with Onslaught's a little easier than Heroclix because it's literally all the pieces that exist. Next year, it'll be different, right? We'll have only 2024. But yeah, I think next week and maybe the week after, we'll, we'll talk about the, the individual pieces uh, we'll talk about the equipment and, and i'll give you kind of my top pieces that i think came out this year ones you should probably prioritize um going into 2024 so thank you guys for listening i know this episode came out late uh, it's been a busy day for me but uh, i hope you have a fantastic rest of the day a great thursday and i will see you guys or talk to you guys i guess on friday <laughs> <laughs>